first ever Dynasty episode for our new startup. Uh, tonight I have Zach and Connor with me. How you doing, Zach? Doing pretty good yourself. Oh, you know, this is just after the Broncos-Colts game, and <laughs> that game dampened my spirits, but we're going to talk Dynasty and forget about that. That's a good idea. <laughs> How you doing, Connor? No, no comment. <laughs> we, we pulled through. It's over. We're moving forward. Well, after, I think, three years of kind of really trying to push for Dynasty League, we finally we finally did it. We did a startup this year. It took us like three and a half weeks to do the draft, but, you know, we're up and running now. Yeah, we're surprisingly deep into the season for for the looking back on the draft, you know. It's it seems so long ago now, but um, it, it, looking back on it, I still can't believe how, how long it was. Yeah, it was sure intense. Uh, you know, looking at your phone at work and like all these picks that you know you can't just screw up for the year. You screw up these picks and you're in a big, big hole. So um, it, was, it was a lot of fun, though. I enjoyed. I did it with my brother, um, and he's my co-owner, and it was it was fun doing that, especially because later in the in the draft, he'd done a lot more research than I had. So <laughs> relying on yeah. his wisdom was uh, good for my team, I hope. Yeah, and I mean, your first two picks, Jefferson Hurts, are looking pretty good right now. So you guys uh, right. started off okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, apologies. Someone just started playing on my phone. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> you got to be excited about Brian Robinson coming back. Zach, you still there? Uh oh. Yeah. Well, as he figures out his phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... for for my part, we were uh, uh, traveling. My wife and I were uh, on vacation, and uh, so I was drafting while, you know, at certain points. Uh, either in airports or in on the east coast of Canada or in uh, Massachusetts. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, at one point made liberal use of the, of the queue to get everything ready to go. But it was a, it was a fascinating experience. Just, um, you know, it, I've only ever done redraft before and, you know, seeing how far down, uh, for example, Nick Chubb, or um, where did um, uh, Derrick Henry go? But like uh, seeing he went round four, started round four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing seeing guys like Derrick Henry fall that far, it's it's totally totally surreal. And once once you get into those double digit rounds, for you know it really feels like you're flying blind um and mm -hmm. uh just picking it's like uh, this guy's 22 great i don't care <laughs> <laughs> he might be good in theory yeah maybe good one day <laughs> i think i said to connor while the draft was going on that our years of madden had pre prepared us for this <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's like oh, what's yeah. his potential rating and how old is he let's take him <laughs> yeah so there was one little bit of a discussion prior to the draft that was never resolved, which was um, the third round reversal. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but didn't actually commit to doing it, which is essentially 
Um, the start of the third round flips. So in our case, Stefan would have drafted two in a row. And then it just goes that way for the rest of the draft. But now that we're here four weeks later, you're taking a look at the teams. Uh, Zach, how do you how do you feel that we did not do uh, the third round reversal? I mean, knowing what I know now, I guess we probably should have, have done one. But I mean, I, speaking as someone on that half of the board, I don't feel cheated by any means by the fact that it happened. Um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 all that information was brand new to me, so we probably mm-hmm. should have been more on the ball and resolved it. But it's not uh, it's not the end of the world by, by any by any case. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you can't redo the whole draft, really. But you know, maybe you're looking at taking, you know, if, if we look at it, Russell Wilson went at the start of the third round, which <laughs> hindsight of this past year, it looks terrible. But I he's mean, a, you took you took Trey Lance, player. so yeah. you know. In hindsight, would you have been happier taking Russell over Lance at that point at the at like early third round? No, I mean our strategy was basically not worry about this year and just kind of try and build a monster going forward. So mm-hmm. there was no way that we were going to take Russell or at any case. I mean, now Debo on the other hand, but I don't think he would have made it <laughs> past you anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, a fair point. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I mean, you know, it's not, uh, again, it's not the end of the world. I, my brother desperately wanted me to take AJ Brown, another Eagle, and I was yeah. putting my foot down and I'm, I'm glad I listened half to him because the <laughs> Eagles are certainly doing well for our fantasy team this year, but yeah. And, uh, Connor, you're on the, I guess the positive side of that, uh, that exchange being at the start of the draft. How do you feel about it? I guess I can't complain. Um, I I yeah, it's it's one of those um, it's one of those things where I guess I'd have to see it. Not that I'm looking to do a dynasty startup draft any again anytime soon, but I'd have to see it in action to really get a feel for how it changes the dynamics. Um, like I said, the once you got once we got past, I don't know the sixth round, the seventh round, it felt like such a different experience of like. You just waited, you know, it was maybe a couple days or, you know, certainly a few hours between your picks. And uh, then when your turn came up, it it wasn't like I was sitting there being like, oh, boy, I hope, um, you know, I hope Christian Kirk's going to fall for me or fall to me (laughs) while while I'm waiting for, you know, the or I guess I'm, you know, it wasn't like I was waiting for DJ Chark while I was waiting between rounds 15 and 16 type of thing, you know, um, it was more just when my phone dinged, I saw who was up. So at least from my perspective, I, I can't say I would, would see any very much of a difference, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, I'm on the, the plus side of the board anyway. So, you know, it would have made out much, you know, would have made quite a difference. Um, and I, I kind of sloughed it off when it was brought up at the time, but, um, doing the rookie draft separately. Mm. Um, I kind of think we probably should have done that looking at it now. Um, just because it, it does change, like it would change dramatically the way this this draft would have went. It probably would have been a lot more traditional, almost like a, not quite like a redraft. And the fact that we're, another part that we're leaving out is that the two QBs, or at least the super flex position, changes a lot too. That's why QBs go a lot higher as well. Not just that they live forever, um, or at least mine does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh 
but you know, like I, I think that probably would have been better um, to do the rookie separately, and then instead of doing the, the third round swap, and then you know you get a different advantage for the rookies mm-hmm. um, be- because they well, I mean for my team's draft and that's a pretty heavy portion of the selections that were made, um, and you know it just would have been a might have been a different play if it went that way, but mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I mean. Uh, for my team, I uh, ended up not taking any quarterback until the end of the 11th round. And there's probably a good chance that I took one earlier. Like, I pro- I think I really wanted to get Russell. <laughs> and so there's a real chance that I took him at the start of the third had we switched. So <laughs> hindsight, it's looking okay. But you got you got best quarterback in the league, Geno Smith. What do you complain? Uh, I dropped him actually. You yeah, he's not there now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've been riding Carson Wentz, which, I mean, we haven't gotten to scores yet. But last week, I only started one quarterback, and it was Carson Wentz, and he got seven and a half points. Mm. I think ended up with 160 totals. I say, who needs quarterbacks, anyways? Um, <laughs> uh, there was some trades made that kind of made um. Some things interesting. Uh, I I did the majority of the work making both of them. Um, the first one started with you and I, Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we brought up the idea of a trade at the end of the third round. Because um, I think I made a comment about wanting Debo. And then yes. you reached out. You're like, well, I want Pittman. Yes. And uh, I don't remember what happened right away. But it ended up, I took Metcalf. And then we came back around. Pittman was still on the board, and we ended up making a trade there. Which, um, so I got a three, which was Debo. Your seven and eight for my four, six and eight, which for me turned into Debo, uh, Marquise Brown, and Elijah Moore. And for you, that was Pittman, Cam Akers, and Ceh. So, you know, Cam Akers has had a pretty rough start. But the yes. whole Rams have looked pretty rough as well unless your name's Cooper Cup. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at these trades, I think it's pretty pretty well balanced for both of us here. I think I obviously I think went the, receiver heavy, and you got some good running backs. Yeah, it's funny. The I, I'm, I'm looking back on it still uh, in favor. I know, you know, Hollywood has looked great. It's funny. The genesis of the trade is that in our redraft league, of course, you kept Samuel and I kept Pittman. And so it was like, well, why, let, let's, let's, you know, align these stars as well over here. Um, and Pittman has disappointed. I've already traded him in our redraft league. Um, he hasn't been that great, but Clyde uh, has been great. I still am a Cam Akers believer in spite of everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think the trade looks like all three of those guys, Pittman is 25, Akers is 23, and Clyde is 23. So mm-hmm. um, not that, you know, Hollywood or Elijah Moore or Debo Samuel are very old, but um, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with how, how that one worked out. And I mean, CEH um, going in the beginning of the eighth round is looking like a really good pick in a regular redraft league. So, you know, it worked out that he's pretty much getting all the, the touchdowns for the Chiefs right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he went after James Conner, Elijah Mitchell, 
Antonio Gibson. You know, I, I, I'm pretty happy he felt me there for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then the other trade was between me and Ian, uh, a new member of our league, not from our redraft league. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave him the fifth, seventh, and ninth for his sixth, seventh, and ninth. Um, I essentially moved up in the seventh and ninth, and he got the move up in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, that turned into Rashad Bateman, Cortland Sutton, and Matthew Stafford for Ian. And for me, it turned into Mike Evans, Antonio Gibson, and Pat Fryermuth. So. Obviously, I think Mike Evans is the the runaway there for maybe the best player, but um, Rashad Bateman is one of those wild cards that you never know what could turn into. With mm-hmm. pretty good, pretty good start this year, and um, uh, Mike Evans in the the sixth is is just indicative of what we're talking about too. Like <laughs> uh, he's not even that old, really. He's he started; not. he's only like twenty eight or nine or something. Like he's yeah. he still has at least a couple years in him, and. Um, and all the guy's done is put up a thousand yards and ten TDs almost every season of his career. Yeah. So, yeah. But you know, you see that that number, and it's like, oh, that's a high number. I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> and so Rashad Bateman's taken ahead of him. Um, yeah. But you know, obviously, there's a lot more potential there, I and mean, I guess that's what this is all about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, di- the dynasty I look for Evans is okay. He's probably going to be good with Brady, and so far that's been true. But everyone just assumes Brady is going to retire this year again and then who's who's next for the bucks at qb and so it's like completely oh, unknown. Relationship on the rocks i don't know he's, he might <laughs> yeah, well I mean, keep playing right <laughs> yeah and then of course on the other hand you have a perennial mvp quarterback lamar jackson who's definitely going to be around for a few years so you know at the dynasty outlook it's it makes sense which is yeah for a, sure it's a weird weird after playing redraft for almost 20 years it feels like so yeah it's getting there we're not far away (laughs) very true were there any other uh players that kind of surprised you where they ended up being taken hmm i mean it's it's hard to look back now and and uh and kind of put yourself back in the mindset like i did not the fall of Tua going in the sixth did not raise any flags for me at the in the moment. Um, but mm-hmm. boy, that looks that looks that's that that jumps out to me now. Um, but as far as um, you know, in you general, you can tell that we we valued Tua pretty much the same that we valued Fields and Mac Jones because they went all in the same round, yeah. like on on a run there. I mean, Tua went first. But, yeah, yeah. You know, no, Tua um, went Tua went third out of those three. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Wow. And he, he, <laughs> I was I was picking Tua that round too, so I was actually super super upset on t- tilting, and he got taken there. And I did reach out to try to make a trade, but it never uh, went anywhere. But yeah, Mac Jones and Justin Fields going ahead of him is quite funny. Well, I uh, took Trey Lance <laughs> three rounds before him, so you know. Yeah, yeah that that's a <laughs> ever ever so slightly different story. Yeah. But you got uh, You're not allowed to complain. Plus, pickups starting now. Yeah, one yeah, that's a... to put him on the the, the taxi. So we'll oh, see. Yeah. Next year. Did you? Oh, I, mean, I didn't know that. That's really a very funny. brilliant <laughs> tactical decision by me. Oh, I'll be starting Trey Lance. What do I need to pick it for this year? We'll let him develop. <laughs> <laughs> um, a name that's jumping out to me that looks like a big steal right now is uh, Garrett Wilson in the start of the eighth round. Ooh, that is good. That's 
Um, taken after Juju, taken yeah. after James Connor, taken after Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of assumed the Jets would be bad, but he's looked just like a monster out there. Absolutely, I think there's a few wide receivers that have, um, you know, blown the doors off mm-hmm. a lot of people's expectations. Um, uh, not to certainly you know, the 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 old ad, old adage about you know receivers needing time to develop is completely gone. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that you know he looks great this year but you know we've seen lots of guys get figured out and then not figure out how to un- get unfigured out if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so i mean it's i'd say it's a little early to, to call that a home run although it certainly has been a great pick so far but yeah same that's always same. a risk with these guys right so yeah i uh i feel pretty good about christian 25 year old christian kirk in the in the 13th round <laughs> um but i was kind of reviewing the board and i think so far this season, the the best, if you're just looking at it from a, uh, oh, wow, that guy went where type of thing is Curtis Samuel in the 24th round. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a top 20 wide receiver so far this year. Um, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. 26 okay. years old. He's on a long contract. <laughs> yeah, he still has two more years. Is it two? Uh, is it only two? I thought he got got a a three year deal, but then he got hurt for the entirety of the first year. Oh, that's what, yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, that's what you expected last year, right? He mm. he was being paid to come in to be the guy. Mm-hmm. It just took a year, and yep. Sadly, McLaurin has looked like he's the odd man out of that offense, which is too bad for him. Yep. Didn't they resign him as well too? Uh, they did, yep. yeah. He yep. got one of those monster contracts that a lot of receivers got the last couple yep. of years. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll be trying to figure it out at some point. But <laughs> Although, Zach, I got to call out things coming together for you here. Pierce, Robinson, and Algier, for the next few weeks at least, you know, forget about Dobbins and Walker. Uh, those three together, are it's probably going to start looking pretty pretty good for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's already been been coming around even be- before Algier and Robinson. Um, we didn't. We kind of expected to have pretty terrible running backs, um, just based on our our draft at, for the start, and that's kind of where we're thinking. Oh, you know, this is kind of a a longer term play to get Marshall assets. Um, but yeah, Pierce has been. I mean, rarely do people live up to the kind of hype they're getting at the end of the preseason, but he certainly looks like he's, he's moving that direction. That that hype train, by the way. You got him in the eleventh in Dynasty, and he went fourth in, in the fourth round in our redraft. That's like two how, weeks later, yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how fast <laughs> yeah. his star was ascending. Yeah. Oh well, and, and when he went, so there was the the chat exploded <laughs> with all the upset people that they didn't get to take yeah. him. <laughs> Everyone was like, "You're not supposed to take him that early because I wanted to take him." I wanted to take him in the fifth. That was what I had warranted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's funny to see like. The the one of the rookie running backs, like we loaded up on them, and the one that's really has the least likely path to being useful, at least in the, for the next year, is Walker, who we took in the sixth. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit of a dart throw, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had a lot of hype, though. He, he was a second round pick, wasn't he? So, yeah, I mean, you kind of bet on the draft capital, and Penny hasn't exactly, I mean, while well, he's been good for the back half of last year and the start of this year, doesn't have the greatest history or anything. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 
I mean, as long as Pete Carroll is around, they run heavy offense. So exactly, it'll, yeah. I'm sure it'll pan out. He's going to have some good games this year. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's not really what what we drafted him for, but yeah, to have good games this year, we'll we'll look next year and <laughs> go from there. Yeah. Do you yeah, guys? Was... Oh, sorry, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. I was I was going to say I was going to ask if you guys thought that the uh, the timing of the draft was too slow, or if we should have tried to uh, decrease the time per pick. But um, I, I know was, that we, it... had, we had some discussions about that in 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 the draft. Well, we did eventually speed it up, I believe, at the end, um, yeah, just to right. get get finished. But then it didn't even really matter i mean really it was just like as long as everyone's in good faith we just had a couple times where like you know something happened and people were away from their phone all day or something mm-hmm. like that and so you yeah. just kind of like the timer isn't really that big of a a thing like there's only a couple times where it came anywhere near the um the, you know the time limit but it's just kind of one of those things where it happens a few times and it really <laughs> like derails yeah. everyone especially once we have a bit of momentum going yeah so I mean I like the only other option that wouldn't derail in my opinion is if we went to like like what a max of like two hours or something and that's not really fair with our our lives you know so it's, I mean it's hard enough yeah. to get three of us on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know me. never mind getting <laughs> ten people to you know oh in two hours at one o'clock on a Wednesday I got to make a make a draft pick for my team for the next you know five ten years so yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was sometimes it was you, you just wanted to get going, and especially because we're all so excited. But, um, you know, it all worked out in the end. So, I think the it worked out that the average pick was like an hour, um, which is kind of long, but not really. Um, I think it was just those couple times, like on a Saturday, where someone wasn't on their phone, so we we all sat around, you know, for basically twelve straight hours waiting for someone to do something. <laughs> Uh, so it made it look really bad, but like on average, it, there wouldn't really have been anything we could have done that unless without causing someone to auto draft accidentally, which you definitely don't want to do early in the draft. Um, but I mean, I think Will proposed just like let's sit down and smash it out, and I was like, hmm, ten picks, ten teams, thirty rounds. Like the math on that, <laughs> that's a long day. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> and you know, I kind of, especially the later rounds, like you don't want to, you want to actually make use of the picks. Although when I review the draft board here, it looks like I didn't anyways. But uh, in theory, you want to actually like have time to, to sit down and think about, you know, guys that are not normally ever on mm-hmm. rosters, but could end up producing a lot of value. Like the big difference that I've noticed for Dynasty so far is, you know, free agents, like little waiver wire, I should say, like there's... Like I'm, I'm like, well, what do you, what do you ever do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this, like, I, I just recently spent uh, a good chunk of change on Boone, the, the running back for the, the Broncos. Not because I really think he's gonna start, but I'm just thinking like, well, when are we ever gonna have someone who has a path, a path to being useful, yeah, <laughs> as good as that option? So why not spend money? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not true. Everyone's, every, all the real handcuffs are are long owned, and even sometimes the handcuff of the handcuff is is long owned. So, yeah, um, it is interesting, and I I hope that uh, you know, trades start flowing and probably more more later in the year or or after this year, um, because that'll that'll be the exciting part too. And so, that's the only real way to make roster movement, right? Other than the rookie draft. So yeah, it it's still too early to really know where you are, like. 
sure, Connor, you're 4-0, so maybe you've already assumed, like, you're going for it this year. (laughs) But, like, it's still early, right? So, definite 0-4, like, does he really want to just sell his team? Like, um, sure, Najee can probably fetch him some good rookie picks or something, but is that really, is now the time to do it 0-4? Probably not, so. No, we'll see. He does have Hopkins lying on his bench, so maybe that's something that, you know, can get a trade out of him if he has another uh, off week and goes 0-5, but yeah, it's it's early, I think. That's true. Um, it's even just like things like, you know, running back, like you feel like you have a running back heavy team and mm-hmm. you're trying to get a receiver. Well, there's no receivers. Like even the even the third option on Houston is you take in, right? So, yeah, uh, you know, you got to make trades to make it happen. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I am enjoying I'm, that. Uh... That there'll be a selling off of 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 teams at near the end of the year. That's normally something I I've railed against very hard in our in our redraft league as a scourge of of, of fantasy football. But in this league, it'll be fun to you know, oh I'm going for it this year and I'll I'll trade a, a first round pick to you know get an, an extra receiver that might push me over the edge. But maybe they're a bit older, but they produce this year. I think that'll be really cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I did try to make a trade. Um... Uh, when Tua was put on the trade block after his big week, oh, I yeah. did offer I offered James Cook and a rookie second round pick for him, but it didn't end up going nowhere. But uh, my my running backs right now <laughs> are super scary because I have Swift, who's off an IR, uh, and then Penny. <laughs> Everyone else is either a. a like a third down back or a rookie. So it's like I'm treading, treading on very thin water with running backs. So who knows? You're not, you're not all the way in on uh, Antonio Gibson yet. <laughs> well, considering the the news break today that Brian Robertson burst up the seam today, passed the coach and then yeah. he got a high five from him. You know, <laughs> you can't uh, beat you can't beat like <laughs> media breaks like that one. So. Yeah. Fantasy hype train <laughs> engage. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's going to be hilarious if he comes back and gets like two carries and that's it. But. I mean, not to me who has him in every single league I own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I feel like there's no way. Like they apparently love him to death. So it does sound like uh, that he will be the feature once uh, once he takes over. But I mean, you know, it's still Washington. Yeah. I, that, yeah. And everyone said Javante would be the, the lead back too. And at best he had like, 56% of the carries, so... Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, so one thing I've been on the fence of is defense. <laughs> we, we're going through drafting players that might never see a starting lineup for, like, two to three years. Meanwhile, we're just throwing in defenses to <laughs> just get in the score for a week, so... How, what do you think about that, Zach? Well, uh... I, I I figured when we got to well I'm just looking at my draft the 19th round and then I I took three defenses in the in the <laughs> draft because I was thinking that exact thing that I mean most of these guys I mean yeah they're just dart throws of course I took two defenses before that Curtis Samuel pick you guys mentioned so you know <laughs> there was clearly value there to be found if you if you know where to look but um, you know there's ten teams if we're all holding two or three defenses well <laughs> that's pretty much the whole league so yeah. I'm. Uh, I wish I'd bid more on the Jaguars D that just went because I was kind of hoping to scoop them up as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, like you're gonna get wins right now with with 
guys like with those defenses. And uh, it's not as going to be as easy to stream, certainly, as it is in a redraft. Speaking as someone who neglected defenses in the draft until it was way too late and wound up with the, the, best commanders, the commanders and the, the Eagles. Um, the Eagles, yeah, definitely have performed for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a weird, it's definitely a weird one. I I wonder what it would feel like in this league if we had 12 teams instead of 10. Um, mm-hmm. You know, would there even be any defenses on the floor available to pick up? <laughs> right now, eight. there's there's eight. There's eight. Um, and it's, let's see. Yeah. The Detroit, the Detroit Lions have only scored nine points all year. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I well, some of these defenses, you're like, well, they a good chance they're going to give me a negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Better <laughs> off not. Better off not. Um, yeah, it's just kind of uh, interesting to to see how, because I'm so used to streaming defenses too, right? And right now it's like, well, we've got Cleveland, Arizona, Las Vegas, Chicago, the Jets, the Lions, Atlanta, and Houston available on the uh, available for pickup. So yeah, it is. And given that it's a dynasty, it's like, I mean, I'm happy to have the the Washington defense. Um, just because, uh, uh, what's his face? Who am I thinking of? Oh yeah. The, the, the edge rusher, Chase yeah. Young, Chase Young, Chase Young and Jonathan Allen. Like, Hey, you know, those are, those are two guys that I'm happy to effectively have on my dynasty roster mm-hmm. in this way. Um, but well, it, and si- similarly, like I drafted the Ravens defense, not cause I thought anything about their, their prospects this year, but just because I can't think of two consecutive years in my life when the Ravens didn't have a great defense. Yeah, um, so you just are you it's the same thing with the Steelers. We're kind of debating between the Ravens and the Steelers. Like, I mean, you actually can think about you know the organization, right? Like, what does the organization value, and like, how does what kind of product do they put out there? And mm-hmm. same thing with with certain players too, like a, a quarterback or a receiver, or running backs. Like, they can be good for a year or two, but what kind of team consistently puts out? players that are successful at that position like what's their identity you know so it's been fun to think that way yeah for sure well we did end up dropping kickers from this league which i don't know if everyone was okay with that but they're kind of similar where you know you don't really buy into most players obviously there's the select few kickers that are all-star perennials but uh for the most part you kind of just throw a guy in your lineup because you know, that's just what you do. So mm-hmm. we, we ended up dropping those and I haven't heard any uh, feedback, negative feedback about that one, but uh, I'm happy to not have the randomness of kickers right now. No, I agree. Um, and no, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't get excited about defenses. I, I like uh, endure having to pick a defense and look at matchups and be like, oh yeah, I've got this defense on that defense. Um, but um certainly happy to not have kickers part of the equation in this league. Mm-hmm. I actually agree that if uh if I was going back and resetting the board, I probably would have just removed defenses as well. Yeah. Um I mean, you know, um it's 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 done and it's it's all and it's all good. Like I don't I don't hate them by any means, but it's I kind of feel like they're pretty much the in the same 
vain as kickers and, and any logic you could use to say that we shouldn't have kickers is could probably be used on defense just as easily mm-hmm. yeah i mean we've we changed our scoring rules a couple of years ago which has made them at least more entertaining to watch on your on your team um because their points are going up throughout a game rather than going down from 10 but it doesn't really remove the randomness from it like you know the seahawks right now have a better uh, fantasy defense than the New England Patriots. So, what does that tell you about <laughs> you know the fantasy team? Considering that 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 team just gave up forty uh, something points <laughs> last week. Yeah, true. So, I mean, you know, there is option of IDP individual defensive players, which is like a whole nother ball game. Um, it's been too scared to actually try out. <laughs> Because for the most part, there isn't much analysts out there to kind of give you an idea of who to go after, at least not common. So it's one of those Ooh. things where you could kind of, you could get rid of the randomness and actually pick out guys that you follow for their careers or whatever. But figuring out defensive players, I think, is is quite a quite a big barrier to move on, move into. Sure enough. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else about the uh, the draft season that we didn't cover already? No, it no, was uh, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun experience. I couldn't uh, don't have don't have very much in the way of complaints. I think it went really smoothly. Uh, I think he did a good job commissioning it, you know, on the fly. Like like Zach said, we made a couple changes, including the timing there. So, um, yeah. What about you, Zach? Um. Yeah. No. I. I like. I also very, very much enjoyed the the process and just you know the idea that you're keeping the players. Um. Mm-hmm. It was a very big learning experience. I think I'd probably change strategy quite a bit if uh, knowing what I know now, looking back on it. But it was uh it was a lot of fun. So it's good. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. No. Our 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 dynasty chat is not as a. Uh not as popular as our regular redraft one, which maybe is leading to people not being so active on trades. So, you know, if you're out there, you're listening to this, you know, start doing some trades. The, you know, the deadline, you know, is only like two months away. So <laughs> you got to get, <laughs> get on that. <laughs> I'm all for trades. I will say that again, similarly to the, to the draft, I, um, all of my instincts and like all of my, uh my ability to value you know look at a trade and say oh this like this is the move i want to make even even right now if i'm if i said to myself like you know i i've kind of got too many running backs which is a good thing in the long run for sure but like i could part with devin singletary um probably um if someone wanted to come in and make me a a, a huge offer for for Miles Sanders even um or you know Josh Jacobs like I could I could see myself making a trade like that but I don't even know where I would start with coming up with a trade mm-hmm. like that in dynasty um you know what's what's uh what's Derrick Henry's worth in a in a trade for um you know 25 year old miles sanders or 24 year old josh jacobs i i don't know so uh 
still getting my my feet underneath me on that front for sure. Well, and part of the answer to that too is what we touched on earlier. What do you believe in this year, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not sure. just no matter what trying to win this year necessarily. I mean, obviously you're always trying to win, but the it's uh you know you might be taking a longer lens view on it, and you know, the Miles Sanders is worth more to you than Derrick Henry, who we assume the wheels will fall off within the next two years. Yep. Um, whereas you know someone who sees their their chance to go win a title, you know Derrick Henry is pretty pretty invaluable. Yeah. Yep. We also don't really have a good concept, or at least I don't, of like the true value of what the rookie picks are going to be worth because we've never seen a rookie draft. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to be like, oh, I'll 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 trade this for a rookie pick because maybe the rookie mm-hmm. pick is really really valuable, or maybe it's not <laughs> at all. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I I I know that certainly if you get a, a first rounder in the top portion, those are going to be pretty valuable. I mean, there's always some running back that even in a redraft league goes in the first two rounds usually um as a rookie mm-hmm. so yeah i mean there's stuff to work out and, and i one other barrier that i've found when thinking about trades is just the size of people's rosters it's like you know it <laughs> it's, it takes a while to to especially i think once we've you know once this league has been around for a couple of years the mainstays on our rosters will be pretty static we'll know that that josh allen is 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 nick's player um you know like in certain players will just We'll kind of know, but right now it's like, oh, I'll I'll start looking for a wide receiver, and then it's like, okay, I'll look at the thirty wide receivers on this person's team, and then <laughs> <laughs> and and then you know you're trying to assign value to all that, and so it's a lot to to wrap your head around, certainly. Yeah, definitely. And then we've never done pick trading before, um, except for like pre-draft season, um, and even then, it's usually not come without controversy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. One thing that is, you know, doable in Dynasty is you don't have to have even picks. So, you know, if I want to throw three rookie picks at Connor for a player, like that's totally something you could do in Dynasty. So, you know, that's going to be a weird thing to get used to as well. And I do think that, you know, come playoff push time right near the the draft, that, you know, someone could could easily win a championship by, you know, mortgaging their, their rookie draft picks for the next little bit. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe they were, you know, just a middling chance at it. All of a sudden, they become like a ju- juggernaut. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, that's and that's part of dynasty. And I, I like that about dynasty versus a redraft, where I kind of think that that's not the way it should be run because it's not your team. I guess I don't know what the what the logic is that I, I just put the line there, but I'm actually enjoy, enjoying that and looking forward to that. The the sellers and the buyers kind of situation in this, whereas in redraft, I was not at all for it. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, if you take a look at your your roster, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you got a uh, you got nine rookie picks to play with, um, three rounds for the next three years. So you know you oh. can throw a twenty twenty five out there if you need the if that's enough to take it over the edge. You know, yeah, the old Ram strategy. <laughs> yeah, just buy all yeah, your players. Just, <laughs> just keep buying victories. <laughs> well, we might as well go through the standings right now, um, and. Coincidentally, the three of us are actually in the Manning division right now. Um, and uh, the first thing I noticed is that our one in three, uh, the lowest member in our division, has 450 points scored. Um, the top player in the Brady division has 469. So it seems like our division has all the scoring teams. <laughs> wow. We're definitely uh, the AFC of the, uh, <laughs> of the lineage of clownist descent. No kidding. <laughs> 
Yeah, coincidentally, that uh, reflects the two players as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Connor, you're uh, currently running away with the 4-0 record with almost just shy of 600 points scored. Um, the second highest points, Nick, is uh, 30, 30 points behind you. So it's a one blow-up game by TD Hawkinson. Well, I mean, there's that, there's that part of it, but uh, I'd, I'd like to think that it has more to do with. Um, I think I have four of the top ten running backs, five of the top eleven, because Cordero is eleventh, um, <laughs> and then also um, Trevor Lawrence has worked out pretty well, um, and obviously, you know, this is uh, going to keep keep going exactly as it is uh saquon barkley <laughs> will never get injured um and things will continue exactly as they are from now until the end of the season no worries whatsoever um honestly uh saquon turning out as well as he has christian kirk and you know um like i said the 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 group of running backs, Clyde being a top five running back, Saquon being a top five running back. Um, it's 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 worked out really well so far, for sure. But um, can't say enough good things about Christian Kirk. Because like I said, Michael Pittman's disappointed. CeeDee Lamb's turned it on recently, but he started kind of slow. The last two weeks have been good, but the first two weeks were pretty weak. But um, like I said, Christian Kirk, top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, um, that was is definitely a pleasant supply surprise. I was pretty harsh on him all summer, saying that he was a didn't really deserve his hundred million dollar contract, which may still be true, but he's certainly playing quite well. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't like seek him out. I just kind of took him at the moment. But like now that I now that he's <laughs> on my team, it's like, oh yeah, I guess they. It doesn't matter if I think he's worth a hundred million dollars. It matters if the Jaguars think he's worth a hundred million dollars because they're going to feed him the ball, which they have. They've, they've he's just had tons of targets all year. Yeah, and uh, so I was just looking at the top ten flex players right now. So everyone but QBs, and uh, of the top ten, um, we have two players that are not. Or three players that are not in the uh, the Manning division. <laughs> That's uh... Nick has three of them with uh, Diggs, um, uh, Jamal Williams, and uh, Travis Kelsey in the top ten. Wow. Yeah, and uh, you have Barkley, um, Clyde mm-hmm. in the top ten. Zach, you have uh, Justin Jefferson sitting there in the middle of the group, and. Uh, the only two outliers are Cooper Cup and uh, Tyreek Hill are the uh, from the other division. Yeah, I, uh, I had no idea that that disparity was going on. That's that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I am uh, quite surprised to see Chubb at the top of the list here. He's one point behind Cooper Cup in uh, total points, which is quite crazy for a running back that basically never catches the ball. And yeah. has a you know a sixty forty split in his backfield too. Yeah, every year he 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 drops down like he'd be a he'd be a top three pick in a redraft league every year if yeah. Kareem Hunt ever left. Um, mm-hmm. 
but because he's always there, it always depresses his value. And I mean, I had him last year. I was he was the only bright spot in in an abysmal year. And uh, yeah, he just continues to produce. It's pretty pretty impressive considering the situation around him. He's uh he's had eighty one attempts on the field and he has eighty three fantasy points. So every time he touches the ball, he's getting you a point. <laughs> Wow, Jamal Williams in the in the top ten with only starting one or I guess two games. But yeah, it was quite a crazy game. <laughs> twenty three and twenty three back to back games. I guess that's a you know it's pretty good numbers. It'll get you up there. And fifteen the first week because of his two touchdowns. So you know, not all just because of he's had uh, the backfield to himself. It's just the Lions mm. are a fun team this year quite the potent attack they've got there. The perfect mix, a great offense and a terrible defense. (laughs) It's a killer combo for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess if we go through uh, the Brady division, um, three at one, we have, uh, I believe Grant is our leading team there. Three and one. Uh, with Ian, I believe. No, who's Oil Grant? <laughs> I wish I could see actual names. Um, it's who I believe Jaron brought into the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Brandon, I believe. Yeah, I think, I think it's Brandon. that's right. Yeah, Brandon at two and two. Uh, Will and two and two. Jaron at one and three, and Stefan at uh, zero and four. Um, but Stefan's the only real outlier there with um, only. 380 points for it, and everyone else is in the mid 400s. So it's a pretty close one in the, the Brady division. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe maybe if Stefan has another bad week, we might see some selling going on, which would be exciting to see. But you know, it would. So I feel I feel for him. You know, that that Najee situation, I think, is uh, yeah, uh, in both yeah. leagues too. Um, but. Is that is that right? Oh man, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I I I was all over him for a bit myself, and then I kind of talked myself out of it until the last moment. Very thankful yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you caught me off guard when you talked about him that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, he's getting a lot of attempts. Just the offense isn't going anywhere. But mm. you know, maybe. Maybe uh, Pickens or Pickett can uh, rejuvenate them or something. He did look pretty good. Uh, I mean, the the interceptions that he had were kind of off the receiver's hands. Mm-hmm. So, not uh, you know, it, it seems like he'll at least be exciting for the team, which usually helps get a team kind of rolling. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, I think. We've kind of caught up as much as we can. You know, we could go over waiver wires, but not a lot of interesting things there. No. Uh, but you know, this is this was awesome. I'm glad we get to we get to talk dynasty for real. Um, see where the draft has taken us so far, and uh, a couple of weeks coming up, I'm sure there'll be some movement going along as teams start to figure out their their uh, identity for the rest of the year. Yeah, who's, who's going for it this year, and who's gonna stockpile some value. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you, Zach and Connor, for uh, joining in on our first ever Dynasty episode. And maybe the next one in a few weeks, we'll uh, have some trades to talk about. Yeah, or at least, uh, I don't know. I will do my best to that, to make sure we have some trades to talk about. <laughs> God's work. <laughs> Absolutely. Got it. All for the content. Perfect. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a good night. You too.